Hello, welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where myself, Natasha Newton, artist and illustrator, and me, Mel Chadwick, illustrator and designer, will be chatting about running a creative business. Each episode, we'll be diving into a different topic that has come up in our own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both the ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that you'll also find useful. So join us for episode seven as we chat about creating in a pandemic, how things have changed for us and what we're doing differently. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Mel. I think this is the first podcast that I'm recording with you and I'm no longer in quarantine. Yeah, Mel has freedom again. Hooray! (laughs) Huge relief. Yeah, today we're going to be chatting about how things have changed in our own practices. And I think both Natasha and I have experienced quite a lot of changes to how we do things because of lockdown and restrictions. And today we just want to chat about it, share what's been going on. And we'd love for you guys to also tell us how things have changed for you. So make sure that you comment or send us some messages letting us know how things are different for your art practice. Okay so we're going to start just by diving in and asking each other questions on what has changed for us. So Natasha what has fundamentally changed for your art practice? Well I think the first thing that springs to mind is that I have had more time and a little bit more money because I haven't been going out so so pretty much from March last year, I think that was the last time I went out to any pubs, restaurants, <laughs> you know, events, anything. And um, so I've been at home a lot and I thought it might be quite fun. This was back in the summertime. I decided to use some of that spare cash and invest in some new art materials and that is something that I probably wouldn't have done had we not been in this situation. So um, I spent several months really experimenting with different media and um, learning a lot of new things and um, a whole new body of work has come from this. So if we hadn't had the pandemic I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And I feel like it's getting me onto the right path in in my work, in my art practice. So yeah, that's quite interesting how things can happen and uh, it can change the course of your work and possibly career. Yeah, that's really cool to hear how your art practice has changed in that way. And you're now doing a lot more work on paper than yeah. canvas. You know, you're still doing your canvas paintings, but you've almost got this whole new medium that you can now work in and create. Yeah, I did always work on paper as well, but I'm finding that uh, through my sketchbook work, because that's how it initially started out, I got myself a sketchbook and I started working my sketchbook for really the first time in so many years, um, probably since I was in my teens or early 20s, because I used to have a sketchbook back then and I hadn't really used a sketchbook properly for so many years um, because I would just sketch out whatever I was working on onto the paper or the canvas and just do that very loosely. Um, I would sometimes have to do more detailed sketches for client work, but that was rare. Um, But yes, I'm finding a, a new love of drawing 
and um, and sketching and keeping a sketchbook and just working in that and yeah this is something that's come about because I've had a little bit more time um so yeah I'm actually um drawing now so yeah that's something completely new for me um I used to always paint on paper and now I'm drawing and I'm using mixed media so uh yeah I have the pandemic to thank for this <laughs> so there, there is some good that's come from it I was gonna say it's a positive actually a positive thing that's come through I mean I know that you largely work online anyway um but I'm just thinking you know for people who will have relied on galleries or shows or exhibitions to share their work the pandemic has kind of stopped or cancelled a lot of these kind of events um so yeah a lot of things have moved online haven't they like I say you already work online but I'm wondering if I guess that might be the way forward really to sell and share work I think um, one huge benefit of selling online is that the artist gets to deal directly with their customers, which you don't get if you're selling through a gallery. Um, you you get that, I guess, if you're doing um, craft fairs and things like that. But yeah, um, I love that direct contact with customers. And I think you have a little bit more control as well over how your work is presented and just... I don't know, I I really like the idea that um, it gives artists like independence, I suppose. So they don't have to rely on other people to sell their work. I mean, even though there was a move towards this before the pandemic, I think that more and more artists are going online now, whether that's to sell their work or whether it's to teach or something like that. Yeah, I definitely think it's accelerated it because I think, as you said, it was moving in that direction, but it's almost sped it up, the process. And I I mean, I've seen that through, I have still a lot of contacts who do craft shows and craft fairs. And I see how they had to kind of get themselves online to do it, you know, going live on Facebook, talking about their wares, having their wares in the background, and then basically selling um, through the camera. And I know for a lot of people, it's been a, it's been a steep learning curve. And you have to almost kind of, yeah, really get used to just talking on camera. And I think that's what I've seen a lot of the craft fairs or how they've kind of gone is that people are having to sell in a in a different way. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And of course, you moved online with your workshops, didn't you, at the beginning of the pandemic when we were first locked down? Yeah, yeah, because I had a lot of in-person workshops in coffee shops, you know, in different venues. Obviously, all of those were cancelled and I basically had to then think, well, how am I going to connect with people or how am I going to keep my classes going? And and that's where I then turned to Zoom to work mm. that all out. And it was very much having to work it out on the on the fly, yeah. so to speak, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't really wait around because I felt like I just had to get on it and um People were looking for things to do. Yes, this is another thing, isn't it? Don't you think that a lot of people have found that they've got more time, they're stuck at home more. And in some ways, I know that it's it's a funny situation because um, 
even though you would think that people are struggling more with money, and I think there are an awful lot of people for whom this is the case, I've found that also people are finding they have a little bit of spare cash because they're not spending money on going out or going on holiday. And they're looking for things to do. They're looking for things that they can do from home. So I think there's probably been a huge, huge surge in um, in people like looking for online classes, for example, whether that's through Skillshare or something like that. Or, for example, with you, where you do your workshops, it's a very personal kind of not necessarily one-to-one, but how many people would you have doing a workshop with you online? I mean, it wouldn't be that many. It would be like between four and ten. So but that's quite a nice number, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I do offer one-to-one art tuition. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, it was. it's actually quite nice, actually, because I find one-to-one on Zoom a lot easier than say like a whole group of people because again because you're not physically there in person it's very hard to kind of just look over someone's shoulder or just to read the room or see how things are going with everyone so I think that was the adjustment that I had to try to kind of adapt and like for instance my setup I had basically had to change or rearrange my whole room in order to make sure I had um, a camera that could look down on what I was doing oh, yeah, and then of another camera where I could look people could see me um, face to face so yeah that's technically <laughs> was, that sounds quite complicated <laughs> yeah and, and it was uh, to begin with I was like how am I going to do this and um, I found that I could uh, the camera that I had could actually plug in and I with the right connection I could then um connect it up to zoom and use it as a second camera so that was good to find out but all of those technical bits of info that you don't really know I think that was a little bit stressful but because of the pressure of thinking well I've got to do this because actually if I don't do this then I'm not actually going to be earning anything (laughs) (laughs) because for, for me as well the illustration side of stuff projects that I had scheduled for that period were cancelled were dropped so I was in a position where okay uh, I have got to make this work otherwise I'm not going to be able to pay bills so (laughs) there was that kind of pressure just to get on with it totally the need to earn money yeah (laughs) it really does drive you on and you find solutions because it's a necessity yeah it's like I have people who say to me sometimes you know how do you um get inspired every day and how do you make sure you go into the studio I'm like because I need to earn money to pay bills (laughs) I need to live yeah so it's, it's not a case of sitting around waiting for inspiration to strike or something like that I have to literally just do it and yeah there yeah there are some days where I don't feel like working um as much as others perhaps but yeah you know you you just have to and it's like you know in the situation that you were in um yeah you have to find the solutions pretty quickly if you want to continue to make money because I think a lot of people found that um the illustration jobs like you said they were the ones that were um they weren't coming in anymore you know it went really quiet and um, I've heard this quite a lot but what has interested me is the fact that 
It seems that that hasn't happened to people selling their art and their crafts online because I was really worried at the beginning thinking, um, oh no, you know, nobody's going to want art in this kind of climate. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's probably going to be really quiet. I'm going to have to prepare myself for a really quiet year. And actually, it's been quite the opposite. It's been really busy. And I was talking to Dominic about this and he said that he thinks it's because people are spending a lot more time in their homes and therefore they're buying nice things for their home. You know, it's like you feather your nest. If you're there a lot, you're wanting your home to be a really cosy, lovely, beautiful place to be. And, And so I think that's really helped a lot of artists and crafters And I do think, actually, that when things are really difficult in the world, as they are now, and everything seems very doom and gloom, people actually look to art to bring some hope and it lifts their spirits. At least this is kind of what I've found. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to make, actually. And I think we probably would have seen it over this Christmas period. I mean, we're recording this a few days before Christmas Day, although you guys won't probably hear it until the new year. Um, But, you know, I think there's been a lot of people who have bought um, from uh, crafters, designer makers, um, you know, artists. I know, Natasha, you've had just your recent shop update and you've sold out. Um, And it's great to hear because I think people are really supporting the artist community in, in that I way. think there's been a big move towards shopping small this year. I mean, there's always been a bit of a campaign for this for the last few years, but I feel like this year people have really done it. And I know that I have as well. A lot of the presents I'm giving this year are um, things that I've bought from other artists or crafters. Yeah. Mm. Going back to illustration stuff, things have picked up. And I think from about July, July, August, things were kind of picking up again so and I think um I mean it's not as bad as it was where basically you weren't hearing anything but definitely Mm. I've got clients who are now commissioning work again and it feels like things are kind of growing again so that's that's good to hear that's good yeah (laughs) um I mean I haven't it's funny in the last couple of months I haven't done any zoom classes but that's because I've been focused on the domestic course and mm. um, and if the domestic course opportunity hadn't come about I actually was thinking about you know creating my own course or my own courses for online so but because that opportunity came about I thought well let's let's do that let's um jump on that and see how that goes so that was a really exciting experience that that you may not have had if this year hadn't, you know, turned out the way it did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you again, just never know. would I have had the time or thought, oh, yeah, I could commit to doing that? It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, it's funny to think that actually this year I actually did that as well because I guess it involved travelling and a lot of people haven't been able to travel this year. So for, for me, I mean, I haven't been on holiday. <laughs> 
in quite a while and yet the year of the pandemic where everyone's on lockdown I've actually traveled to <laughs> to Madrid so for me it feels quite funny it's like oh I actually got to go away yeah you did <laughs> you paid the price though when you came back yes I had my my quarantine for four, 14 days but I th- hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, I'm really excited to see this course. Well, it, it's going to be combining analog and digital, so I'm brilliant! Excited. This sounds so exciting. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to be so proud of you. Pop up as an advert in front of my videos oh. on YouTube, Mel. <laughs> I will let you know when it comes out. Oh, please do. Yeah, so I've definitely seen in the art community how people have been connecting more and more online. And actually, it's been really exciting to see, you know, like you've connected um, through online art clubs. I mean, you've started your own online art club as well. Yeah. Um, I just, it's quite exciting, actually, how people are making these connections. And I see that, you know, on Instagram as well with people joining and collaborating with each other or encouraging each other, you know, like the uh, hashtags that we see, like walk to see um, that is basically people going out, drawing, and then they hashtag it with that. That started with Helen Stevenson, who uh, started that hashtag. But what it does is it builds the community around these kind of activities that we're doing. And it feels really positive, you know. I feel, feel that there's a, what's it, a comrad- camaraderie yeah. around creating art and that's really nice to see. It definitely does feel like that. I think um, people, when they can't see each other in person, um, they need to have this connection to other people online. And uh, yeah, so I think all of these hashtags and different little clubs and workshops and things, they've all kept us going. I know that with my own art club, Um, making the content and connecting with the people who've become members has really lifted my spirits when I've had days where I felt quite, you know, sort of depressed about all of this. Um, And it's nice to know there are people out there with the same interests and who you can chat to about nerdy art things. Um, It's just, it's really, really nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Yeah, and it makes up for the fact that you can't just meet up in a group but it's kind of helps us it helps us get that connection yeah it does help yeah it isn't the same as as seeing people in person um I got quite nostalgic thinking about when you and I met in the pub uh, at the Hell Zephron Inn (laughs) um, in Cornwall in October of last year and uh, when you posted you know because you did that um, drawing for your project the other day and you, you drew that in and I was um I was like oh my goodness back in the day when we could go out to you know <laughs> different places and actually see people in person and it's just it seems like a different world I hope we can get back to that world fairly soon but it is good to have um this because I think everyone they need Um, to not feel so alone they need to have those connections and so doing all of these things it does give you a positive focus as well if you're learning new skills at the same time 
that I know that this has really kept me going this year, experimenting and learning new things. And it's been very exciting. I feel like I'm in this period of growth with my art that, you know, I think I've probably never been in before. I really think this is this is the first time I feel like I'm learning so much every single day and it's it's brilliant. That's really that is really a good point to make actually because I don't think you sometimes grow unless you have restriction or something difficult that you need to work through or or even like that time because you've basically had time to experiment and but because you've had to in a way Exactly. I think if this year had been a year like any other, I would just be going along, do, coasting along, doing the same stuff that I've always done. I don't think this would have happened. I don't think I would have um, taken the time to, you know, join Skillshare and and Emma Carlyle's Sketchbook Club and, you know, buy the art materials and really spend the time experimenting with them I don't think I would have done it so I'm guessing that all of these places like Skillshare and Domestica and Udemy I would imagine they're seeing such an upsurge in people signing up well yeah I definitely think so yeah I know when I was at Domestica I was talking to them about well how many courses they were planning to create or how many do they make and they were like well we have they create about or film like nine courses a week so it's a lot of courses then that they're going to be releasing and I think they definitely could see that their figures had dramatically increased over the time that um, this pandemic has been on so yeah well it's the smart thing to do because you know it could so easily go the other way there are so many businesses that are struggling at the moment so it's great to hear it's really positive to hear that there are some that they're finding the opposite yeah because it does maybe give that, you hope exactly and maybe that is something that is worthwhile pushing into if you can do something online or you can run mm. a course online or you can put together something then go for it because i think you won't be doing any damage to yourself by mm. just go trying it out and doing it and putting yourself out there. You'll learn a lot of new skills as well in terms of um, either video editing or being able to present yourself or uh, also working through your process. Um, you gain a lot more through it than just, yeah. you know, not doing anything and just saying, oh, I can't do this at all. I think it's good to if you see that you know the situation at the moment is a is a good time to do something like this then now is the time grab the opportunity and do it and I think that you can also find a way around things because I for example wasn't comfortable with um talking to the camera um so my YouTube channel is things that are filmed from kind of my perspective rather than me in front of the camera yeah I show you know what I'm looking at and what I'm doing, what I'm working on. And I think that you can find ways around. So if you feel like you're not that confident and like, oh, I could never have a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever it is, I think you just give it a go and you will try, you know, I mean, you will eventually find a way um, to do it that feels comfortable for you. But at the same yeah. time, it is good to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. Um because I know that from doing this podcast, which is something I was absolutely terrified of at the beginning, 
I actually feel like it's really helping me, for example, with the voiceovers on my videos. And so, yeah, I think it's I think it's really important to try new things. And at the moment, this is like the perfect opportunity for creatives to do something like this. I am really excited to hear actually from our listeners what they've been up to and what they've been doing and yeah. what things have changed for them and how their practice has maybe um, grown or or they've been pushed in a different direction. I'd love to hear what um, our listeners have been up to and what they're doing differently. Yeah, that would be really interesting. So if any of you would like to share it with us, please leave a comment because I'd love to read about that and find out what other people are up to as well. So finally, I just want to say, what do you think will help us get through this time I think the thing that's helped me the most is just to accept that we are in this situation. Don't fight it. Just go, okay, how can I make this work to my advantage? You know, what am I going to do when we come out of this? What will I have learned? You know, what new things will I be doing? And um, so I've just really focused on um, experimenting with my art and pushing that forward in a new direction, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, recording all of this and sharing it with other people through YouTube and um, my art club. And that has actually given me the positive focus I need. I think you need to concentrate on something that's going to take you out of your own thoughts sometimes and just get you focusing on creating. I think that's great great bit of advice there and I know I've also found that when I embrace the situation even if it's just annoying and difficult it's far better to just go with it rather than try to resist and kind of say no I don't want anything to do with it no I'm just going to hide in my room and (laughs) and not do anything you're going to get far more out of a situation if you can just embrace it and look at see what opportunities are there and work around them I mean we're we're creatives we should be able to be able to think creatively you know yeah how how can we adapt or how can we change I think this is the thing you have to just accept it and then adapt and just look at it as investing in your future So when we, you know, come out of this, you may have, you know, with this time where we've been locked down and unable to do very much, you know, if you've learned some really valuable new skills, that could take you in a whole new career path, couldn't it? I think it's about having a little bit of control back because we all feel a bit out of control at the moment. Yeah. And that is something that we think we talked about in another episode you know, you can't control the situation, but you can control how you respond. Yeah, and think you just have to respond positively, look to the future and spend that time that you've got just learning something new. And that will, it will make you excited for each day as well, because that's how I feel at the moment. Even when I've had days where I felt a bit down, I've been like, oh, you know, it's like that little bit of excitement, like, you know, what, am I, what can I experiment with today? What am I going to do? You know, which course am I going to watch? And, you know, I love the fact that I'm always learning. Um, I think that's really important for creatives to not rest on their laurels and, and always be curious, always be open to learning more. 
And I think you do that as well, a lot. You do that all the time with your various ventures. <laughs> yeah, I'm always kind of thinking about something and I'm like, oh, I'll just try that. Yeah. That I go. And sometimes it doesn't always work, but at the same time, I, I always find that I gain more from giving it a go than not. Oh, yeah. And if you never gave it a go, you know, nothing would work. Nothing would come of anything because you're just, you're not even giving it the chance. So I think now is the time more than ever to just go for it. If there's something you've always wanted to do, you've always had a dream to learn something or do something or start your own business, um, I would say just go for it. Okay, Natasha, what are we going to be looking at or chatting about next time on the podcast? We're going to be talking about finding your own artistic voice and style. Yes, that's going to be a really interesting topic because I think so many artists kind of struggle with this or ask the question, how can I find my style? So I think it's going to be really interesting to talk about it and find out from each other how we found our artistic style. Okay, thanks so much, guys, for listening again to the, our podcast episodes this week. We really hope that you found it helpful, especially if you are struggling during this pandemic. But we just encourage you to see it as an opportunity and go for it. Find us, as usual, over on YouTube, searching for Creative Catch-Up, or over on Instagram, creative underscore catch-up. And don't forget, leave us your comments or feedback. We would love to connect with you further. Until next time, stay creative, stay positive.